Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, he's got. He's looking very distinguished here. 
and it's uh, appropriate for the winter. I'm, I'm going to write a book for whom the beard grows. For whom the beard grows. That's a very good. Okay, now let's move over to the tree. Now, it's not looking good for the tree. Uh, Frank, uh -oh. is that... Uh, it goes my hopes no. of one gin and tonic. Yeah, I tell you, uh, are those, is it because of the light or is that actual yellow on the leaves? I'm going to go look. Hang on, you guys do what oh, you got to wow. do. I'm going to go inspect the tree. This is you, the you, botanist at work. You, you know, if we had the action camera, we could actually... Uh, have Tom Hayes no, no, going I'm over mistaken. and taking an inspection of no, the lemon tree. Not. There are and, actual blossoms. And he's uh, he's now he's now making a judgment. Yeah, and yeah. maybe he'll maybe he'll make an assessment yeah, when he returns. Yeah, if you're a camera guy, we need a, we need another whole person just to turn the crank to make it work. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's out of the question. And Frank's beard. Frank, you have a beard? Yes, he does. That's Last time you saying. tried to grow a beard, I mean, you you know, you said, oh, I'm growing a beard, and I saw you about two months later, and there was, like, nothing there. You know, the only guy I know has uh, less uh, uh, hairy face than I do. Because uh, I'm too pretty to cover with that sort of thing, but you might need yes. a full-face beard. Uh, is this going to be a, a whole new look for you, or are you going to, uh, like, get an accent and... and uh, uh, in Southie and South Boston, pretend that you're Irish and get beat up by all those, uh, uh, pretend you're English and get up by all those Irishmen that live in South Boston? Is that your dream uh, or your hope? I won't have to get up by and get protected from all those Polish people. <laughs> because that would be easy. <laughs> hey, well, let me there's tell you. A lot of Pol there's, a lot of Pol there's a lot of Polish people in South Boston. I used to I get all my, uh, all my Polish food there. <laughs> yes, exactly, right down by, feel, um, um, what's the corner? An, um, Andrew. Andrew. Andrew Corner. Andrew, right. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Square. Okay. So well, tell anyway, me, no, I'm, I'm, I just, I've been, you know, waiting with bated breath, and that's worse than bad breath, to, to get a report on this, uh, this piece of greenery, this, uh, my future ah. uh, garnish for my gin and tonic. Okay, I... I uh, I just returned from the from the hallowed space of the tree. The greenhouse. Which is by, <laughs> the studio greenhouse. Are, yeah, there, there's there's actually two lights on it, and I was mistaken. It is not yellow. The leaves. It is because the spotlight. There's a spotlight on this, uh, a footlight, as you would have in theater, that is giving the effect of yellow leaves. But in that, in truth, there are blossoms. So the uh, really. Yes, there are actual blossoms on the lemon tree. Looking well, very the spotlight pretty. hits me. I tend to blossom myself, but I'm not a tree. Yeah, well, we can only imagine, Tom. But uh, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> and only Annie would know for sure, wouldn't she? Uh, hey, let's. No, anyway, so the tree is surviving, surviving the winter in. If we did have cameras, we should do a, a, a live stream at some point when we get, you know, when this gets really famous, because there's a cat acting as sentinel in a very majestic cat pose, um, just waiting. One of those attack cats. 
yeah. Well, hey. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, listen. Let's not uh, let's not wait any further. We have a caller from the North Country, Tommy, a live person who's actually cared enough to join us. Um, can we mention who <laughs> Maybe the caller is? It's the wrong number. Let's... No. Go ahead, caller. You're on. Hello. There we Hello? go. Hello. There we go. Is this the and, party uh, to whom I'm speaking? Well, you have the hey. Tommy Dakota show. My name's Tom Hayes. And I see the hey, 603, area, yeah, 603 area code. That would be New yes, Hampshire. That would, yes, sir, it is. That's up here in the North Country where uh, single digits seem to be the norm lately. Yeah. You're talking about the IQs up there? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're, we're talking about. That was a good one. I like that one. Talking about the IQs. Talking about the weather. That's what we do up here. We talk about the weather. Old people do that, too, yeah. How are you, Bucky? I am doing great. I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm upright, as they say, like a dead horse can't kick. Oh, this is Bucky. Yeah. Bucky Lewis. Voice. Maybe I need batteries in my phone. Yeah. <laughs> or, or your aid. Hearing I didn't hear from you. Chris, my phone might be frozen. It's a little, a little nippy here, too. How are you doing, Bucky? What's going I'm, on? I'm doing great. I'm uh, living living life, I guess, is probably what I'm doing. I did, I, I'm, uh, it's leisure enough that I'm able to talk to you guys today. That's cool. Right. There's no court. There's no court. <laughs> right. Now, wait a minute, Buck. You have a lot to report. The uh, Your puppies. Why don't you tell us about the puppies? Well, we, um, my, uh, let's see here. For your listeners, I had, uh, uh, my two Brittany Spaniels had, uh, <clears throat> well, my father always said that, uh, when I asked him when I was young, younger, a lot younger, he, I said, Dad, I'm thinking about getting married. How do you know if you're going to have a, when you're time to have children, how are you going to know if you're going to have a boy or a girl? And he said, well, if you want a boy, you want to be on top. The guy's on top. If you want a, a girl, the girl's, the woman's on top. And I said, well, what happens if you do it from behind? He says, well, you get puppies. So uh, we had nine puppies. The best I can do on shot notice. Yeah, well, thanks a lot. I really didn't need that. But um, So anyway, we had, we had seven puppies. Uh, Seven of them made it. We had nine. Seven of them made it, and they're great, gorgeous pups. And they all went to homes all over the place: Plattsburgh, New York; the Poconos of Pennsylvania; uh, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. It was very cool uh, to see that go on. But I'm glad they're gone. Jesus, poop and pee and puking. Jeez. Yeah, my uh. My wife raised dogs for about 25 years, so I know what you're talking about. I'm a big dog fan. A big yeah. dog fan. Well, I, I used to be. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, my male, uh, that we had another one, uh, since these dogs aren't fixed, we the male was going crazy since he's already had a taste of it, as you know. He's a typical uh-uh, male. Yeah. He was howling all last oh. week because there was a dog in the one mile vicinity that was in heat. We didn't know who it was. And couldn't Thanks shut a lot up. like that. Yeah. He ended up 25 miles away. <laughs> we had to go pick him up in a barn somewhere. Uh, they, well, uh, uh, we've, we've all been like, 
Hey, listen, we, speaking of dogs, we uh, have a – Tommy, this is a big day. We've got another caller, local guy. Uh, Bucky, you know Paul Elwell. He is owner of Harry the Dog. Uh, Paul, you there? Yes, yes, I am. I'm here with Harry the Dog. Hey, Paul. Hi, Bucky. How are you? Long time no see. Oh, yeah. too long. Can't see him now either. Well, oh. the, the, this first time I've talked to Paul since he used to write for my show, so that's a long time. Yeah, that was a good time. We had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, it that was, was a lot. Of fun. That was before the arrest, right? Which no, one? there were no arrests. We had uh, um, no we lost our funding. Just we had 19 people working on the show. That's a lot, and they were in, in the union, and uh, so that was a lot of money to uh, put the uh, local uh, show on like that. <clears throat> we got good ratings, Paul, as you remember. Yeah, we, only, we only killed four people. <laughs> hey, Bucky, I want to know more about that. Seriously, you were uh, actually, th there was funding for this and you were paying people? It wasn't all volunteer? Or? Oh, no, no, it was not volunteer. It was not a uh, cable access show at all. It was uh, um, on WNDS TV 50, and we had... Um, we had shop a uh, shop steward uh, filed three grievances against me because All I right. was in, in I wasn't in the writers guild and I was writing for the show you know with Paul I don't know if you were in the writers guild Paul but they no. uh, you weren't named in the grievance but I I was as a head writer but um, <clears throat> but you know we had to they had to pay. Uh, 19 people because it was a paying uh, gig and we were we were funded by Miller Genuine Draft and and in return I would do I would do live television commercials for them but Madison Avenue decided after the second season even though we had great Nielsen's um, they decided after the second season to um, go to radio sports radio in New England because nobody in New England was drinking Miller Genuine Draft and uh, they were sinking all the money, you know, into into uh, paying for my show. So, uh, uh, oh well, oh, oh well, as they say, Paul. Did you get, did you get a hard time yeah. doing the commercials live? So you you got uh, you got a SAG or any of those other uh, cards? No, it was uh, what I would do is I would go into the the largest uh, Miller accounts that the distributors had in in. Uh, New England, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, and we go into the largest rooms and do uh, uh, spontaneous TV commercials that we come up with on the fly, and then they would air um, <clears throat> throughout the stations different, differently. Uh, that was back in 95, 96. Wow, that's amazing. So those rooms you're talking about are like the, the restaurants, the bars, whatever? Yeah, back back in the mid '90s, it, there was some really big, big clubs, that uh, dance clubs and um, sports bars and stuff like that. There still are, of course, but um, there seemed to be more of them back then. Bronco oh, Bob's a lot of in Trump, Nevada. Yeah, Bronco Bob's. That's right. I think uh, that that place right on the borders of uh, Salem, uh, New Hampshire. There was a big country bar there. We we went to. That was a... You know, we're talking about everything but the show itself. What, so let's Bucky, talk about yeah, the show, um, what it was about. Well, we, we it was the same format as the Johnny Carson uh, show. I would come out and do a monologue, and Paul helped me write 
some of those monologues, especially during the political climate. And um, he uh, <clears throat> he was good at doing that, writing the, helping me write the monologues for my show. And then I had a studio audience of about, oh, I guess 70, 75. I had a, I had a, side, yeah. I had a sidekick. Um, his name was Jimmy Hayes. I think you guys might know him, but or know of him. He used to work with Billy Downs. Yeah, I remember yeah, Jimmy. I remember Jimmy yeah. very well. What, what, I was going to ask you, whatever happened to Jimmy? I don't know. I think uh, got I, a job. I, really, I really don't know. I, I actually hired him because he was jovial, big guy. Jovial had a great laugh, um, you know that kind of thing, kind of an Ed McMahon type thing that I was going for. Uh, and then I had a studio band. The first, uh, um, the Grumpy Yankees was my first band I had, and, and uh, then the second season really took off when we had the Fools as my um, as my house band, and they and uh, <clears throat> these guys, Mike Gerard and, and the crew, they 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 helped out a lot of skits themselves. They had their own, you know, Mike's a zany guy anyway, but it was uh, very cool. We were thinking of getting a band for this show, but. Uh... But Tommy couldn't afford the uh, three kazoos we'd need to uh, to do the mes- not, it, now, In this day and age, of course, Tom will tell you that uh, <clears throat> that the paradigm has changed on on these things. Yeah. Um, it doesn't cost as much money anymore to do a show. But back then, it cost, it cost thousands and thousands of dollars just to do one oh, show. We would yeah. do sure. we, would sh- we would shoot two shows at once. <clears throat> Two half-hour shows and and uh, or 28 minutes or 27 minutes, whatever they were. That was a lot of fun, and I, I have a, a great story. I was after one of the appearances I made on the show. I was. It was funny when I first got up there. You know, you kind of when you first get there, you don't realize how big the show is or how big a superstation WNDS was. And and I kind of went in with that. Oh, we're doing a cable access show type thing, and it was so much more than that. And I I I did the show one time, and then. A couple of days later, I was on a plane. I was going down to perform in the Cayman Islands, and I would see the flying to Atlanta or Miami. It doesn't really matter. And this big guy comes walking down the aisle, and he's going to sit right next to me. And he looks at me, and he looks at me, and he looks at me, and he says, I just saw you on the Bucky Lewis show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it uh, it was it was great. We had uh, a lot of a lot of people to this day come up to me and say, whatever happened to the show? And, why, and uh, what happened to our general manager? Um, <clears throat> we were... She she was uh she didn't see it coming. She didn't see the uh Miller Genuine draft people dropping out down the road and and uh uh and because we had people on the wings wanted wanted to get involved like Snapple and uh other uh beverage companies and, and that would have taken over and uh, but the, after the second year we, we if we could have done three years it would have been you know, then it would have then it was been the best of Bucky Lewis show, and and we would have gotten a lot more talent. Like Tom, I think you were on twice. I think I got you. We got you on this yeah. show. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, but every time but, I did that, I get beat up. Yeah, he was uh, get beat up after the show by people waiting for him outside the door. <laughs> hey, Bucky, are there any um, any films from left over? Yeah, there are there there are there are shows in that I should pr- probably put up the archives because I we wrote some really good things uh, for the show. I had a great producer, um, <clears throat> Billy Martin was the first year's producer, but then we had Scott Jones, who went on to win an Emmy, um, working for UNH, I think uh, sports. 
I think he's still there as a director of uh, or producer at, at UNH. But he right after he left us, he went over there. But uh, so you know, having a great producer like Scott, especially with the Fools, we we just had wicked a lot of fun and and um, <clears throat> wrote some really good things. You know, when you get a think tank of creative people together, Paul will tell you this that. Um, you know, some things really go really swimmingly well. And we did a lot of skits and, and stuff. And um, I had a lot of good, cool people on. We had a, we, a lot of people don't realize it behind the scenes, though, that it was tough sometimes. We had a snowstorm one night. So we had, uh, <laughs> you like this story, we had a <clears throat> snowstorm and we couldn't get a, a good crowd in, but we, but we had one of these schools, one of the local um, schools, uh, like prep schools, had a bunch of uh, their kids, like high school uh, age kids come in, and uh, so they're all sitting in the in the audience, and their uh, cameramen are doing the best to make it look full, the place, and uh, <laughs> one of the ringleaders of the uh, school, uh, prep school kids says, hey, wouldn't it be funny during the taping of this show to to, to uh, leave after the first break. So they all got up and left. While while that was happening, Al Caprillion, the weatherman... Oh, God. <laughs> was, no, check this out. Al Caprillion, the weatherman, was uh, given a tour, as he often did, of the studio to, you know, he did a lot of kids' tours, as the weathermen always do, to a bunch of uh, brownie and Girl Scouts. So, so we, his, my producer Billy Martin is the first year. Billy Martin is is uh, looking. Hey, we need it. We need a crowd. We can't just film a show without a without a crowd. So, all of a sudden, it cuts from the first part of the show to one audience to the second part of the audience to the second after the first commercial you go to the audience and saw brownie scouts and girl scouts and here i am trying trying to do adult material as much as i can because the show's on at 10 o'clock at night and he cut to the audience and it's all brownie scouts it was it was pretty funny right after that i had complaints um in the mail, and we had to put a disclaimer on the show uh, at the beginning of the show <laughs> after that. So. Oh, poo-poo. <laughs> right, that's, that's funny. so funny. Well, uh, Paul, Paul Elwell just did radio the other day. Yeah, I do. Um, I do I'm in the regular rotation with uh, Michael Graham, um, who is on the uh, New England Radio Network. He's on about six stations and on Boston Herald bostonheraldradio.com. And what he does on Fridays is a segment called That's a Wrap from 2 to 3 where he has a comic and another guest. And we just rip on the news of the week and what to talk about that week. Usually it's myself or Joey Carroll or Jim McHugh. Um, there was uh, April Macy who was there who was at Laugh Boston last weekend. She was there as well. Uh, it's fun. I love doing radio. I always have. I, I did. Um, I was the official stand-up comedian of the Jeff Cat Show on WRKO for a long time. And always been a welcome guest on there. That was one of my favorite things about working the road was uh, doing radio. Hmm. <clears throat> I I think radio has gotten. I think that there is uh, there are stats to prove it that radio has really talk radio has really gotten big in the last uh, few years. Um, oh no, no doubt about it. 
Hey, I, you know, I'm starting to hear old radio on radio. Um, family's a big market for it. On the weekends, it's on for hours and hours. Um, so maybe there is a, a slight trend. I've been telling Tom a lot about uh, uh, doing a kid radio. We were talking about doing a kid show for uh, on the radio. Uh, which is yeah, well, not a bad idea. It's, you know, I think I think it's coming. I think it's coming. We well, hear a lot more of it. Posted some news about our Beantown uh, uh, property this morning. We're officially on iTunes. All right. Yeah, you want to tell them how you uh, you arranged all of that? Yeah, we, uh, you know, thanks to Tom, and uh, we have a tremendous talent in uh, Tammy Pooler and um, John Zelby, who did the production work, who did the sound. And um, we've put together, well, we have about 28 tracks now, including the one we have yeah, to split so up today. And about that, we have enough almost for two more, and uh, I'm working on the second one right now, and we just got launched up on iTunes, so, and... Um, They're really um, good, I've heard them. They're really good. They're a lot of fun. Hey, Buck, Bucky, what about yeah. your, uh, all your albums? Do you have them on iTunes as well? You know what, I don't. I, I saw them at my shows, and... Uh, in, uh, you know, people like that autograph thing, but uh, I actually sell only three. I've got five out, and I've got another sixth one coming out called Loose Screws, but um, but I, and which is going to be a, uh, I think when you, it's really important to do the right type of marketing when you do a CD release or, or a music release or digital release, whatever release you do. And I think it's really important to do it right. I think that's a big deal. You know, I've got, like I said, I've got uh, two of my albums that I have out. My first one and my third third one, um, I don't even sell on on stage. So I should sell online because people want want that. You know, they your fans want the collections that you have. You know, of stuff, which uh, kind of missing the boat on. Marketing's totally changed. Uh, again, um, just you just don't market these things like you used to. It's it's, it's totally changed. Tell me, uh, who owns these uh, the the, uh, the TV shows you're doing? Who owns them? Who owns the, uh, the rights to them? Well, since NDS isn't around anymore, I do. So you do. I'm just curious, as you know, the, to throw these up on some sort of social media, uh, if it's not. Uh, requires 14 lawyers to allow you to do that no i i don't think so i mean um plus you know they say possession is nine-tenths of the law so um you know to have the tapes and stuff which i made sure that i i got when i left so no they all on tape or do you have them digitized well i had i got both i got the uh the three-quarter inch i think and the, uh, it might be interesting just to throw it up, see what kind of reaction you get, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of things I should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, isn't it? It gets a little bit ahead of us all. Oh, yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. We, uh, uh, we're kind of happy. One of our, I guess, guest writers or ghost writers came up with a great spin, a great tagline. Uh, for B-Town Pals. Paul, do you want to share that? Yeah, find out what the stink is all about. <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's a good one. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> In fact, we're going to make that the title of the next album. <laughs> Not a bad idea. 
find out what this I thing is about. And the other great one was, uh, what do you call a bean with a cold? And is the hint a coffee bean? Get it? Wait a minute, wait a minute, I got something for that. Okay, I, uh, I gotta go. Well, we were going to, um, we were talking about your, your, I mean, because, you know, you know the route up there in the North Country, and this isn't the time of year to be doing it, but the chance, the opportunity to sell some of Tommy's um, albums from previous years. Uh, at some of the local trailer park stores. Oh, there are there are some there are some. Uh, well, I would start with the town of Dummer, New Hampshire, um, and go to the Dummer General Store. Uh, you know, and then you could get the bean into the uh, into up there. And of course, uh, depending upon your sexual persuasion, you could. Um, you could go to Dixville Notch. Um, oh yeah, and there are other places up here. If you're going to put in trailer parks, I think placement's important. It ought to be right next to those uh, decals. You know, if the trailers are rocking, keep on walking. You always see in those those are places the perfect placement for the album. Yeah, exactly. Well. Well, guys, we're uh, coming down to the final seconds here. This was great fun getting everybody a little, a little guys' coffee chat in the morning. And uh, so, thank you so much. And uh, try it again some other time. You guys up for that? It was fun talking to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Tom. All right. So, long. Thank Paul, thanks for calling in. Paul, thank, thank it's you. It's good to talk to you, my friend. Good to talk to you again, Bucky. All right. All right. Well, see you guys. and listeners, thanks so much. We're actually going to close this baby out on time today. Hey, thanks so much. Everyone have a great day. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Tom.